Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is sponsored by Locker Room, the live audio-only sports talk platform. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time by downloading the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, April 28th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. Go leave me a review if you want to. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcast, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Last night, the Chicago Blackhawks were back in action following three consecutive off days. They took on the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning, who they had struggled against mightily heading into Tuesday's contest. They had lost six of the seven meetings with the Bolts this year and had been outscored 30-15 to in the process. And also, Lightning goaltender Andre Vasilevsky, who did get the start last night, he was 10-0-0 in his career against the Hawks coming into the game, so the odds weren't looking to be in Chicago's favor, and as basically each of the previous meetings this season had gone, Tampa Bay's offense last night ran all over the Hawks' defense. Just no answer all game long for that elite offense. Even without Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov, two of the very best in the entire NHL, the Lightning still made the Blackhawks' defense look silly, and it was really an ugly game from start to finish for the Blackhawks. They fell behind... One to nothing, just 28 seconds into the game. Then a couple minutes later, Tampa Bay was able to double their lead on just their third shot on net. Three goals allowed by the Hawks in both the first and second periods. Kevin Lankinen did wind up getting the start in net, as I predicted on yesterday's episode, but his night didn't last very long as he was pulled for the second time in as many starts after allowing those three goals in the first period. He, of course, was also pulled in the series opener against the Nashville Predators last Monday, then got both Wednesday and Friday off in favor of Malcolm Subban. I was hoping that those couple off days, you know, were going to uh, have Lankin and fresh and, and ready in goal last night, but he just did not, he just didn't look comfortable. He looked shaky, uh, a little hesitant. His rebound control wasn't very good. Uh, he gave up that super weak five-hole goal to Eric Chernak just 28 seconds in. He just didn't look like the same calm and poised netminder that we've seen so often throughout the majority of his rookie campaign. So three goals allowed on just 11 shots for Lankinen last night. That actually makes it six consecutive starts now where he's allowed three goals or more. Serious bump in the road for the last couple of weeks for the Hawks rookie netminder. 
So, Malcolm Subban, again, was forced to come into the game to start the second period last night. Coach Jeremy Colleton was hoping that would stop the bleeding a little bit, but as it turned out, it didn't matter who the Blackhawks had in net because the defense in front of them simply was not good enough. Riley Stillman didn't have a great first game since signing his new contract. He had a really bad turnover on the first goal by Tampa Bay. He was also out of position on a couple others as well. Um, that was that was really Stillman's first bad game since coming to Chicago from the Panthers. Uh, also, I thought Nikita Zadorov and Duncan Keith both really struggled in this one. They were out of position on a couple of lightning goals as well. And also, the support from the forward group throughout the entire night, I thought, was really lackluster. And against a lethal offense like Tampa Bay's, as I said, even without... Stamkos and Kucherov, you know, you can't give Tam- you can't give this offense that many open opportunities and that much time to work with the puck in the offensive zone. Um, as I said, even without Stamkos and Kucherov, this Lightning team showed showed the Hawks last night that they can still make them pay. So, um, tough night overall for the Blackhawks defense. And the worst part of it all is that Former first-round pick Adam Boquist was forced to leave the game early with a wrist injury, collided with uh, Chernak in the second period. It certainly didn't look good on the replays off the rip. And then, shortly after the game was over, Blackhawks head coach Jeremy Colleton announced that Boquist suffered a broken wrist and the rest of his season is officially over. Of course, there is only eight games left in the year, so not all that big of a surprise that the Hawks are shutting him down, but... Man, tough blow here for the 20-year-old Boquist, who I thought really had taken significant strides in his second year in the NHL. His offensive numbers were up. I thought his defense undoubtedly had gotten better. His role was starting to get larger and larger. So tough timing for sure for this to happen. And honestly, it's been kind of an unfortunate entire season for Boquist. Going back a couple months in early February, he was placed on the COVID-19 list along with Alex DeBrinkett. Then just a week or so ago, he missed some time in concussion protocol, even though he kind of told the Blackhawks media he he didn't have a concussion. Um, And now broken wrist here for Adam Boquist. Not sure at the moment if it's going to need surgery or whatnot, but sounds like he's probably going to be off the ice for quite some time. The one good part about this is that he does have plenty of rehab time over the summer before training camp is set to begin next September or something along those lines. So hoping for a speedy recovery for Adam Boquist in the next few months. A tough blow for the Blackhawks on top of their 7-4 to loss to the Lightning last night that essentially put the final dagger in their 2021 postseason hopes. Alright, there are my first thoughts on the Blackhawks' painful 7-4 loss to Tampa Bay last night. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about some of the few positive takeaways I have from the game. But first, I need to talk to you all about Locker Room, which is the live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and free to use. With Locker Room, you can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together. I personally will be doing a post-game show this week. This week, And you can also react to the biggest news, rumors, and trades with other people. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store or try our new Android beta. Then you can create a profile and link your Twitter to join a group and you'll be able to share your spiciest takes with the rest of the world. 
be sure to check out Locker Room for free to be a part of the best audio-only social media platform for sports fans. I also need to talk about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter, salted caramel, double chocolate, and now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. Guys, BuiltBar just sent me another sample pack, one of the many that I have received so far, and this time I got to try raspberry cheesecake, birthday cake, and churro marshmallow. All were tremendous. These seriously are the best tasting protein bars I've had in my entire life, and I'm still trying to figure out how they're good for you. So one more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Alright, I just finished up sharing my thoughts on the Hawks' 7-4 loss to Tampa Bay last night. Moving on now, I wanted to be sure to talk about some of the few positive takeaways I had from the contest. First, with the Hawks down 3-1 late in the first period, it was an ugly start to that game for Chicago. Um, Defenseman Wyatt Kalanuck, with the Hawks down 2, he made a beautiful read in the neutral zone and jumped into the passing lane. That led to a rush along the right circle where he fired a shot past Andre Vasilevsky for his fourth goal of the season. That cut the Hawks' deficit to just one in the final minutes of the period. And with that goal... Kalnuk extended his point streak to three games, and he also now has points in six of his last eight contests. And one of those games where he didn't record a point, that was when that was the first game of that series against the Nashville Predators, where he was forced to leave after skating just one minute and 42 seconds due to a hip injury. So Kalnuk has been lighting it up as of late from the back end, now has seven points in 14 NHL games. And his four goals also is tied for the Blackhawks' team lead among defensemen. Kalanuck actually had the team lead himself for about a full period until Duncan Keith rattled home his fourth goal of the season late last night. Um, But the difference there is that Kalanuck, as I just said, has only played in 14 NHL games this season, while Keith has played in all 49 for the Blackhawks. Quite an impressive start to Kalanuck's NHL career. Last night was also just... The second time that Kalanuck saw over 20 minutes in a game, although I'm sure uh, a lot of that had to do with Adam Boquist exiting early with his wrist injury and Connor Murphy getting a game misconduct for the instigator in that fight he had with uh, Eric Chernak. Um, So the Hawks, (laughs) that was a problem. They were down to just four defensemen there for uh, about the entire second, early third period. I'm sure that didn't help. 
in the final outcome. Um, but I feel like Kalanuk, he's handled his role very well so far. And honestly, at least offensively, out of all the young defensemen we've seen for the Hawks the last couple years, I feel like Kalanuk has flashed the highest potential ceiling. I know it's still a little early in his career to be talking like that, but that's seriously how good Kalanuk has been through his his first 14 games in the NHL. I definitely would like to see him get some more looks on the power play unit at the point as well. Another positive takeaway I had from last night was Vinny Hinestroza. Vinny started on the top line with Philip Kurashev and Patrick Kane. That's a hell of a change for him from his time with the Panthers where he was getting regularly scratched and even when he did crack the lineup, it was usually in a fourth line role. Uh, Vinny actually took a bit of a jab at Coach Joel Quenville and the Panthers the other day when he was asked about his role and such. He said Florida just really didn't talk to him all that much during his time there and didn't let him know kind of what he had to do to get back in the lineup. But since coming here, Vinny's been a top six guy for the most part. And last night, once again, he was flying around out there, generated a couple of good scoring chances, just causing havoc. And he also extended his point streak to three games along with Wyatt Kalanuk. And that now gives Hinnestroza nine points in 10 games since the trade. Man, has he been a nice pickup for this Hawks team? Got to give credit to general manager Stan Bowman. I know the Blackhawks, um, It's kind of looking tough right now. There's going to be a lot of guys fighting for just a few roster spots in the forward group next season, but it's it's going to be hard to not bring Vinny Henestrosa back after how well he's been playing for this team recently. Of course, Vinny is set to become an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. A tough decision to be made there in the next couple of months, but yet another solid game last night by Henestrosa for the Chicago Blackhawks. One other positive takeaway I had from last night, Dylan Strome, who did rejoin the lineup after being a healthy scratch in each of the final two games of that series last week versus the Nashville Predators. Even though on the box score last night, Strome is listed as a minus three, I thought he was one of the more noticeable Blackhawks on the ice. He had four shots on goal, which was among the team lead, only behind Dominic Kubalik with five. And I also also wanted to be sure to mention that Colleton had Strom back playing at his natu- natural position of center last night, which I can't say is all that surprising with the struggles we've seen down the middle from this team. I mean, three out of the four centers the Hawks have been using down this crucial stretch of the season uh, have been rookies. You got P.S. Suter, uh, Kirby Doc, technically not a rookie, but kind of in that same boat. And then Philip Kurashev. And neither of those three have posted good faceoff numbers this season. So I like the move to not only get Strom back in the lineup, but get him playing center. I know with all the depth uh, down the middle we have that that may not be the position that Strom's playing long term, especially if he wants to be playing for the Blackhawks. But Clearly, center is where he is the most comfortable on the ice. He always looks more engaged offensively when he's playing center. And also, he is truly more of a playmaker than a natural goal scorer like you want out of your wings. And also, the Hawks certainly need all the help they can get at the faceoff dot. Strom's won 
uh, looking at his numbers quickly, he's won 47.4% of his draws this season, which isn't great, but it's a lot better than what Doc, Suter, and Kurashev have posted. So I like the decision to move Strom back to center, and I think he should stay there for these final seven games of the year. And then after that, when it's all said and done, the coaching staff and the organization should go back and reevaluate their options. And ultimately, I think they got to come to a final decision on what they should do going forward with the 24-year-old Dylan Strome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are some of my positive takeaways from the Blackhawks' tilt against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to break down forward Mike Hardman's NHL debut last night for Chicago. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back. The NBA and NHL are getting down to the home stretch of their seasons. And for those interested in other things aside from sports, BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today, and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, I just got done sharing some of my positive takeaways from the Blackhawks 7-4 loss to Tampa Bay last night. Now, before I wrap things up on the show here today, I wanted to be sure to mention that Hawks forward Mike Hardman made his NHL debut last night, becoming the eighth player to make their debut for the Blackhawks this season. Hardman, of course, just signed about a month ago with the Hawks after completing a second season with Boston College, and the kid's got a lot of size to him at six foot two, 205 pounds. And what was noticeable about Hardman right off the rip was that he sure wasn't afraid to throw that weight around in his debut. Hardman, he played just 10 minutes and 16 seconds last night, which was the team low besides Adam Boquist, who, of course, as I talked about, was forced to exit early with a broken wrist. Um, but in those 10 minutes and 16 seconds, Hardman finished with a Blackhawks high seven hits last night. No one else on the team had more than three. So certainly a noticeable night for Hardman physically. And overall, you know, he didn't get too much ice time. But in the limited time I saw him, I thought he looked all right out there. The speed does look like it could be a factor. He's not exactly... The most fleet of foot, that's been the biggest knock on Hardman's game since uh, the Blackhawks signed him. But I thought he was fine out there, and so did Blackhawks head coach Jeremy Colleton. Colleton himself said that the plan certainly wasn't for Hardman to play so little, but due to um, all the penalties in this game, the special teams was out there for a majority in this one, so there just wasn't that much 
that a guy making his NHL debut could provide. Cardman's not really a power play guy, especially at this point of his career. Um, he probably wasn't going to be out there on the PK in just his first game of action. But I'm definitely excited to see more of Mike Hardman in these final seven games of the season. From the sounds of it, I do think he'll be in there most nights. That's certainly at least how Colleton made it sound. So another rookie making their debut for the Blackhawks this season. And as I said earlier, Hardman is the eighth player to make their NHL debut for this team in 2021. And with the Blackhawks, you know, being in the position that they are where playoffs are all but out of the question at this point, we could even potentially see more rookies come up from Rockford and make their debuts for the Blackhawks in the next week and a half. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, April 28th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2 or my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.